And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlex. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me today, as always, on Monday, is my good friend, Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? Hey! I mean, it's uh, it's been a week. It seems longer. I don't know why. Maybe... Oh... Oh, this is the old uh, man game. Um, just being mute on a call. It's happening. Kelly, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. what's up? Well, uh, as you probably will have in the recordings, um, it's it seems longer than a week. I don't know why. Uh, maybe because it was um, a long week for me. But um, you know, it's good to it's good to be here. Talk about some international guy. Talk about what what is that the Thunder are right now? Something like that. Yeah, this is uh, it's it's interesting times. The Thunder have been really bad as of late. <laughs> like the last like ten games, they're the worst offense, worst defense, worst net in the league. And on the season, according to Cleaning the Glass, they're thirtieth in offense. They're twenty first in defense, uh, which just makes them, they're just a bad team. Like they're just they're just a bad team. They're thirtieth in net for um, for cleaning the glass. So this is obviously a team that's tough. We've been watching them, and it's been a tough watch at times. But the good thing about it is they have so many interesting young guys, mm-hmm. uh, including the return of Darius Baisley, which was really pretty fun against yes. a, a really good Sixers team. He came out kind of on fire and. He, he obviously he had like nine turnovers, which was obviously a little outrageous. But he did some things that night that were like, oh, okay. He attacked Embiid, just went right into his chest, right? Yes. He's got him and Poku on the floor was quite fun because you have these big rangy forwards that can both handle, they can both pass, they can both shoot, like they can all, and they can both attack. It's like this is I like the feel of this that of them together. And now if you throw Shea in there, somebody who can actually do something with the ball. Okay, like there's like a little juice here to this. Obviously, they have a long way to go. Even if you just threw Shea on this team, they still have a really long way to go. But there's just a lot of intrigue. And I thought Darius came out, he hit a step back three. He was passing well. I just I don't know. I I was impressed with him in his return. Uh, to play, which had been, what, like six weeks or something since we've seen him? Yeah, it's been too long. Um, and in terms of his injury, he were kind of released by himself, which was maybe a little bit more than a, than what the general consensus for a contusion is. Uh, again, Definitely. Um, 
I, I had the same impression that you had. There were a lot of interesting things um, that he did against the Sixers. I'm not really worried about the fact that he turned it over nine times. Uh, he was sure. playing basically main ball handler for a lot of possessions against one of the best defense, if not the best defense in the NBA, especially in terms of uh, having aggressive uh, defensive players and one-on-one in Matisse Thybul and guys that can really play the passing lane. Um, this is something that happened too many times to OKC against Philadelphia. It was both like being um, guarded very tightly. Like Tybal was into uh, every Thunder player, basically. Yep. Uh, just trying to do the to, um, the flag passes and, and stuff like that. Uh, so it's not terribly concerning. I'm, I'm glad that he tried to do a lot of stuff with the ball in his hands, more so than the results. Uh, because again, this season is not... It's it's also not fair to, to be excited when Poku does something great because he tries everything. Right. And when Baisley does that, saying, well, no, he should not do that. Well, who cares? He's mm-hmm. he's 20. Uh, 21 maybe in, uh, in a couple of months. Uh, basically still extremely young and it's kind of a forgotten project just because prospect just because he didn't have the results early in the season uh, early in the season was pretty bad but maybe it was pretty bad according to our expectations and not in general for a guy that is 20 years old and the likeliest outcome is to be a rotation player so it's uh, it's something that of course we um, we watch the games, uh, we see uh, like players developing, and we are always uh, there trying to project them. And I did it as well. I mean, I, I saw consistency in Basley in the bubble, and now that he kind of struggled with that, uh, we're all there pointing fingers. And, and maybe yep. we should just take... Well, it's clear, we can say that he's playing bad, but it's not bad in, in the grand scheme of things. If you go back and watch the, the raw statistics, which are often meaningless but the production is there like 12 and a half rebounds 7.5 uh sorry 12 and a half points 7.5 rebounds a couple of assists mm-hmm. these are not like for a team that was kind of winning when it was there yeah it was bad but i mean he's still i think a prospect uh, he's very young so yeah. and, and against the sixers it was kind of a not a coming out party because he had games like that but it was good to see him nailing trees and being confident in himself Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't turn 21 until June 12th yeah. of this year. Born in the year 2000. Yeah, that sounds Gosh, that wrong. Makes me feel really old to think about that. Let's I just stop that right now. <laughs> I just talk on mute, Andrew. This is the, right. uh, the ultimate <laughs> being an old guy. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, it was good to see Bayes back on the court. Uh, I think that he's obviously a guy that... I think it's easy to go through the part of the season that we went through and just like think base is just somebody you can just throw into a trade or whatever. But he's still somebody that you want to see what he's got. He still has a high ceiling. He could possibly just be a role player type of guy, but a six foot nine, six foot eight role player that can shoot and pass and put the ball on the floor, attack or close out. He can defend multiple positions. Like give me that teams are looking for those guys. Yeah. Like, Everybody's looking for those guys. So just, I don't know. I'm excited to watch and see what he does uh, the rest of the way. Uh, glad that he's back. Uh, glad that injury is is settled. And I, you always thought, some people are like, oh, well, the Thunder are obviously just sitting these guys because uh, they want to lose. And like, same thing with Shea. Like Shea's injury is very real. Mm-hmm. Baisley's injury, I would, had never 
been given any indication that it wasn't anything real. And of course, it had to be real because this is one of the guys they want to develop. Yeah. So he's one of the guys they want to play, yeah. and they're not playing him for a specific reason. So I w- I don't know. I, I'm just glad that he can get back on the court. Uh, unfortunately, it coincides with Alexei Pokashevsky going out uh, in the first few minutes of that game. So yeah. we didn't get to see a whole lot of those guys on the court together. Uh, I don't know if he'll play this week or not. It's nice that they get two full days off. It, it will be the last time this month that they will get two full days off. It's crazy. So uh, get get some rest, Thunder players. <laughs> we still have no Shea, no Josh Hall, no Mike Muscala, which I think will be probably the rest of the season. And then Isaiah Roby is still under concussion protocol. So we'll um, we'll see how this shapes up. I assume we'll see Roby this week. I assume we'll see Josh Hall. Mm-hmm. sometime this week as well. Uh, and then Shea is still probably won't... I think he'll be evaluated this reevaluated this week, but we all know that like being reevaluated doesn't mean they're coming right back. And this isn't sourced or anything, but I just wonder, if we get to the end of this month and Shea still hasn't played, I wonder if they just say, all right, you know, we've got two weeks left. Let's just throw, let's just throw this out and let him be completely healthy for Team Canada or for the start of next season if he doesn't want to play Team Canada. Uh, and then just move forward that way and just make sure that he's 110% kind of type of thing. So, Yeah, uh, you, you need to do that uh, also because if you if you keep like waiting and say well maybe we will play if like you can you can do some sort of work on your body if you know that you are not going to play. Um, so say that um, that Shea is going to be healthy in a week from now, healthy for like at least at least sustain some work on his body, but maybe not NBA game ready. Then you can say, well, uh, let's put work now. Let's make this our off season, um, and you just add a month to basically rest. Now we will do the work that we would have done in June or July. And even if your season starts in August, you will be ready uh, for that and, and probably still will rest it in April next year. Uh, so this could be a plan. And this is why you, you, you try to do these kind of things. And the same is with Horford. He's uh, an older guy um, with some mileage on his, on his body. I'm sure that this was part of the decision. Like, let's just punt this season for you. Um, it doesn't really make sense to play now. Let's focus on your health and move forward. Which basically doesn't make any sense to say, well, just sit. No, no, no. It was just injured, really injured. And yeah. and because it like it's we saw Pokushevsky being horrible uh in the first part of the season. Way worse than Baisley. So I'm sure that the Thunder would have loved to see Baisley a little bit more instead of Roby, maybe. Of uh, so it's uh I don't think that the that the Shea and Horford are comparable to what happened to Shea. To, to, yeah. to sorry to base, yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't take all of the low hanging fruit there. Yeah, with the I, I do believe that at the heart of all of this, the team does want to get a high draft pick. Like, there's no question about that. But they're not going to go to crazy lengths to make that happen with regards to injuries or holding guys out um, that aren't injured or anything like that. Really, the only case of that has been Horford and Muscala. And yeah. and that's something that they worked on together. Exactly. Uh, so I wouldn't. Definitely anybody that's under 25 
they're not holding any of those guys out intentionally. Um, if Shea could play, he'd be playing. Yeah. I've, from every indication I've heard, if there was a playoff game today, Shea would not play in that playoff game. So we can. There's there's a lot going. There's a lot of noise out there about about Shea and the Thunder. Yeah. The Thunder just sitting him because they want to tank. It just happens to really help that. But I just, I don't know. Just just be just be better than that. Thunder yeah, fans. Yeah. And this is coming from somebody that wants them to tank. This is coming from somebody that wants them to get a high draft pick. I want all of that to happen. But we have to be more nuanced. We have to be smarter than, hey, they're sitting Shea because they want to tank. I, that is, I can tell you for a fact that is that is not the case. Can you say that they are probably taking every like if there are two therapies, say, and and this is completely uh, not. I, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about therapies. But if you have therapy A, it gives you. 95% of success in 40 days and therapy B would give you 97% in 80 days. I'm sure they will, they, they, they take the 80 days roll. Like, sure. Uh, so they're not pressed by time. But this is different than sure. keeping Shea out just because they want to lose. I, I'm sure that they are taking every precaution and time is not the main variable here. Whereas in other situations, you can say, well, let's understand this together. This is root a this is root b let's choose the one that that fits both um yeah. i really think that that okay in this time is in, in this uh moment is basically not considering time as one of the variables that are really meaningful for this season uh, because it's not but um but but again maybe it's just the same therapy and they have that happens to be that shay will be ready in a week or two yeah it's very possible and he's i mean he's when he's shooting, he's shooting flat-footed. Like, he's not taking jump shots. Yeah. So that just kind of tells you where he's at. <laughs> so um, Ryan Fawcett wants to know if we should be worried about it past the season. I have, I've been given no indication that it's something to worry about long-term, uh, but it's one of those injuries that just takes a lot of rest to get back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, again, like McKellie said, there's no reason to rush back, mm-hmm. and they're not going to rush him back. And they're going to make sure that he's 100% healthy. One, he's a young player. He's got a lot of his career ahead of him. And two, there's just there's not a lot to play for here. But I can tell you that they didn't just pull him from the lineup. It, it, it honestly, it works out great for the Thunder. It really does Yeah. Um, with the rest of this season. But it is unfortunate because you don't want it to be at the hand of an injury for your best player. Uh, so it's just a weird... It's just a weird balance there that that has more nuance than just they are tanking. <laughs> and I want the and again, this is coming from somebody who wants them to tank, that wants them to get the highest draft pick possible. So um, just kind of a a weird thing there. But hopefully we, we get to see him again this season. I, I don't know for sure that we will. Uh, next bit of news, Gabriel Deck has this is this is just a this isn't a done, like, officially done deal. But I, I know that the terms of Gabriel Deck's deal are four years, $14.5 million over, the, over four years. This year, it's 3.8 guaranteed. That's the rest of this season. I don't have any indication of when he will uh, come play for the Thunder. I really don't know, mostly because the deal isn't official. Like, we don't have, like, a press release. We don't have the Thunder saying that they 
you know, brought him in or anything like that. Um, it's only been reported. And so I don't think he'll be playing with the Thunder. I really have no idea. Honestly, I just have no clue. Uh, but the way that the contract looks, he will play for the Thunder this season. Um, when? No idea, just because the deal isn't official yet. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a very out-of-left-field deal. And it helps them reach the salary floor, which I think is part of why they wanted to get it done now. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, they may not rush into getting him. Yeah. And it may have made more sense for him to stay with his team because they are heading into yeah. what is like the final four, which is like he's a key piece of that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's kind of odd. It's, it's just odd all around. But um, I don't know. What are your thoughts well, on this deal? Um, I think that probably, and, and this is again me speculating, and I have no news. Uh, you have news. You're guy who breaks the news now. Uh, but anyway, um, I think that uh, probably there is some physical that he has to attend before anything is official. And with guys coming from Europe, there's probably a little bit more uh, with another team. Like if you do a deal with another NBA team, like it's by the NBA rules that you have to pass your physical tests. With Contra coming from Europe, probably this is not in the writing and so maybe before announce anything they have to bring him in uh, test him against a b and c and as soon as they are successful then you go ahead and announce it and probably he'll go is going to be announced and he's probably going to have press conference on the same day something like that um in terms of financial things uh, i really think that if my reports are correct uh he was getting low money here uh in, in europe and he was playing well enough where if you wait in 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 june where everyone basically can give you the same amount of money uh in the nba you probably risk the fact that he is kind of testing waters and 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 choosing the spot now okay he had money to play with and they made him a pretty convincing offer and that's was the reason why you do it now and why you would front load the contract a little bit. Uh, well, more than a little bit. You basically pay the guy a month, uh, four million, which is a hell of a salary, <laughs> yeah. I would say. Yeah, you wonder why. Why is he coming over right now? Why yeah. is he leaving, abandoning his team? Because yeah. he is going from 500K to four million in like a month, like boom. Yeah. And whether or not he sticks because the... He is, it's non-guaranteed after this season. Mm-hmm. And so let's say he plays here and it's like, oh no. Yeah, it's not my league. Gabriel, Gabriel Deck is not an NBA player. They can just say, they cut him loose, say thank you. They go back. It's great for him. He made four million bucks. And it's, you know, nice for the Thunder. They reach the salary floor. They get a, a look at a prospect. And I expect him to stay longer than that. I don't think, I don't think they would take their time to go get a guy and play him for 10 games and then cut him loose. Well, but I would guess that he will be here next season as well. But um, it's, it is a, just such an intriguing deal. And we'll talk about Mitch, uh, Mitch as well, but it's, it's just such an intrigue. There's so much intrigue around this. For me. Yeah. Yeah. To me. Yes. Uh, because it's, he is not the player that you add just like to say, well, I have four millions, let's let's try. No, he seems to be a winning player, a guy that plays hard, a guy that <clears throat> may not have, sorry. <coughs> okay, I'm dying. Um, <laughs> we can't, like, 
It's, okay. it's you just, need to go get some water? No, 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 go get some water. No, 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 okay. no, no, no I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, I was saying, he's not the guy that you take uh, just as Casper Ware for the 76ers uh, a couple of years ago. Well, more than a couple of years ago. Uh, he's a guy that plays at the, one of the highest level, probably the highest level in Europe. So, and was playing like real minutes uh, for a team that has championship aspiration. So, uh, it's... Um, it's probably something that you do for the future. And if you pair this news together with Micic, then I start wondering, why is that so? Why now? Like, yeah. you can you can keep the four millions and just give them to Dort, Baisley and Shea. Uh, that is something that you can do. You don't have to uh, spend those money. You just redistribute whatever you you have from the, the salary that you have committed to the salary cap and you just you basically give them to, to the players you already have so it's not you're not again you're not forced to do that the fact that they are doing this now like bringing in uh, again uh, a versatile player that may have a lot of upside in the, in the NBA due to his size due to the way in which he can pass from the low post and the fact that he has potential as a shooter together with Micic Micic may be top five, top 10 point guard in, in Europe. Um, mm-hmm. So why are you bringing over a guy like that to to have just another 20 to 30 win season? I I don't really see that. Uh, I mean, it's not the same as, as Horford. You bring in Horford because it gives you a first round pick plus Theo Maledon, plus Vasily Micic. This is what you do it. Uh, you bring him in George Hill because it gives you asset and you basically are a getting more assets when you trade him, and b you move a guy that someone else has want. So it's Mitchell is not that you decide to sign him. Uh, it is your choice to sign a guy like that. So it's weird to me. Um, I'm starting to think that whatever they think uh, about Shea is different from the beginning of the season, and and I think that it should be different now. It doesn't mean that OKC, to me at least, that OKC really think that Shea will be their number one. They are still have high hopes for this draft, but they are also mindful about the fact that if you do another season like that and Shea is not really okay with that because he's wasting the second year in a row of his career, which seems to be on the rise, then his value is very, very low. Um, Mm -hmm. On the contrary, if you put him in a position to say, well, now this is your team. You have a great uh, um, running mate in this year for some pick. We can build something for the future. We already have very experienced player all around. Maybe you keep Horford and say, well, go for it and show me. And we will commit to you immediately, five years, whatever the salary is. Now, mm-hmm. things doesn't work. You have the contract of Micic, which could be a very good contract. You have the contract of Tech, which will be a very good contract. And Shea, those are extremely valuable assets. Mm-hmm. And in two years, if the plan is not going where you want, you can still, like getting way more assets than, than the one you have right now, a way worse team than the one that you have right now, and restart the clock. This is something that you can do. And I really think yep. it's smart to say, well, I really need to evaluate my options here and, and see and decide to to ter- take a little bit of ter- uh, of a turn because I mean it's required at least in my opinion. Yeah, it's all 
It's all very interesting. We're going to talk more about this right after this break. First, we'll go over to the stream, see where everybody's at. Tyler in Dallas, thanks for joining. We have No Limit from Virginia. We have Jake Arnett saying that he's about to dunk. We have uh, Tutatu in Austin. We have Kevin in Garland, Texas. Let's see. We have Anthony in Tulsa, Nathan in Dallas. We have Toki from Poku Land. We have Yoni in Israel. We have Kevin in, from Neptune. Wow, our first person from Neptune. Uh, Miroslav in Germany. We have Abdallah in Egypt. We have Kyle S. in Hawaii. Man, so jealous of you being in Hawaii. Uh, Talis in Brazil. We have Hermes in Greece. We have Penny in Tulsa. Thanks for listening. We have Adrian in Tampa. Apollo uh, in Brazil. Jamie in Mexico. Raj in New Jersey. We have Arthur in Cyprus. We have Sean Cargill here in OKC. Lucas Bell from Mars. He says he has a piece of mail to prove it. <laughs> multiple planets, multiple everything. Um, we have uh, Hoopstock69 from the moon, obviously. We have Ryan Fawcett in Santa Monica, another beautiful place. Uh, Daniel in the UK. Tyler Field says hello from Brahms. <laughs> Do you know what Brahms is? Uh, isn't it a dessert or something like that? A, a brand of uh, sweets? Yeah, Brahms Ice Cream and Dairy Store. They also have hamburgers. Oh, I Chicken see. fingers. Chili. You like chili? I didn't try you that. like chili? Do you do chili? No, no, I, I, I do it chili? myself, but I never tried okay. it, the one from Brahms. Okay. <laughs> Got Next time you're here, I'll take you to get some chili from Brahms. Uh, Where Edwin, is it on the, on the food scale? Oh, it's not It's not great, but... Okay, just, then why are you suggesting know. me to go and try that? <laughs> I, I thought we were friends. I really don't know. Uh, T from Miami. Uh, uh, for now, from Brazil... Uh, let's see. All right. Vashal in India. Thanks for listening. Michael Boyd in OKC. Big shouts to everybody in the stream. Uh, right after this break, we are going to talk more team building. What, the, what are the Thunder doing and what could they do? We'll discuss it all right here. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. And we're back from that quick break. McKelly, I want to throw a theory to you. Go ahead. I want to see what you think. I think the Thunder won Evan Mobley. Why? Talk me into so that. Let's just, let's just take a look at the young players they're gathering on their team and the type of rotation that they've got mm-hmm. all together. So you look at the guards, point guards only, SGA, Teo, Mitchic, right? Mitchic is kind of a – he can play with anybody as a guard. Yeah. Um, so not necessarily a point guard, but – you can throw him in the point guard category because he will likely have the ball in his hands when he's playing. Uh, Dort and Ty Jerome, which you can throw Ty Jerome out of the rotation if you want to. I think he's fine, but then you still have four guards, right? Still four guards deep with all of them that can really play on or off the ball. SGA, Teo, Dort, Michich, on or off the ball. Great. Uh, then you look at small forward, it's a it's not as deep, but you still have minutes that you want to get for Poku and for Gabriel Deck. Then you go to the power forward, you want to get minutes for Baisley and Kenrich. So you may argue that they may be looking at maybe Jonathan Kaminga to play one of the forward spots as well. But then you look at the center spot. It's just so much weaker than everything else. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna be there? I don't even I can't even tell you who's gonna be there next year. Uh, I I have no idea who's going to be there. I don't know if Moses Brown is going to be there. I don't know if Isaiah Roby is going to be there. Uh, there's not enough space for everybody. Plus, you're getting all these draft picks, and maybe they'll bring in somebody else in free agency. To me, and you don't draft for need at this point yes. at all. Yes. You don't do that. But I just wonder, if they're... You throw Evan Mobley onto that team, SGA, Dort, Poku, Bays. It's like, oh my gosh. And then you have like these versatile guys coming off the bench. And if it, like Roby is still pretty versatile. Like if he's your big off the bench, Kenrich and Jerome and Deck and Teo and Mitchich, it's like, that's, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And so like, the, the easiest guy to just throw onto that team is Evan Mobley. If you throw, and Cade is, should be should still be the guy. Period. That should be it. Yes. But they have a lot of guys. Don't I don't care about that. SG, SG, okay. It's but this isn't like like they want to develop SGA Teo. Now they're bringing in Mitchich, Dort. That's just a lot of guards. Yeah. And I don't care either. I don't care either. But I'm trying to piece this together and think about how you're going to make a team of basketball players. And then if you throw Cade onto this team, the minutes aren't there. Yeah. The minutes are. aren't there for everybody. They are. They are. You think <laughs> so, so? Yes. Uh, you think you just, I mean, I guess you play a lot of three guard lineup, like three guard lineup. Yeah, where exactly. he's Cause he's six foot eight. He can play whatever. Exactly. Position. That's the Maybe point. Maybe Cade's not it, but I just also, I wonder about like Jalen Suggs with, with this team too. Cause he's like a guard only. Like I just, I'm just trying to figure out like why are you bringing over Mitchich now? Because whenever Mitchich there are play, so many, Mitchich can play whatever role you want uh, in terms of yeah. Um, 
So let, let me put this uh, into a bit of context. As you know, um, I try not to follow college uh, too much. I really want to do my deep dive whenever the season is off. Uh, now I watch a little <coughs> bit of the tournament, but not a ton of even mobile. So uh, I just listen to a lot of the podcasts uh, from Sam Bissini and Matt Penny, who are just awesome. Yeah. Uh, and so Game I will. Theory Pod, you got to go listen to it. It's on. It's on the Athletic. Exactly. To it. Exactly. This is great coverage and uh, of the draft and and whatever. Um, so let's pretend that I don't know anything about Mobley, which is very close to what, what the reality is. Yeah. Um, I just think that you you just absolutely don't care about how many guards you have, nor how many forwards yeah. you have, uh, if you think that both Suggs and uh, and Kate are better than even Jalen Green are better than Mobley, because you yeah. can, you can have like we, we've seen that in the NBA, in the modern NBA, you can play free uh, undersized player and two sort of forwards and make it work. Um, now, you probably need to buy a center on the market. It can even be Horford. I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't have any certainty that he will not be here next season, especially with a plan of winning basketball games. And if, you, if it's not... I don't Hor- think he'll be here. Yeah, you, but even then, like, centers are... Like, centers are on the market. You can get whatever you want for extremely yeah, yeah, yeah. cheap. You, you can probably make a case that you can get Steven Adams back if you really want to. Like, there's no need of drafting a center for the, um, say, for just to say, well, there is not enough space for Kate or for Jane Sucks. The reality to me is that if you want... If you think that both Suggs, and it's not my thinking as of today, I have no opinion. Um, if Suggs and Cade are the ones that you want to play, you just don't play Dort. I agree that you can't make decisions based on this. Yeah. I totally agree with that. But it just, to me, it's just, it's just strange timing for a guy like Mitchich to come over. When they, they really do want to invest in all of these guys. Like I really do believe that it's just it's just odd timing. Even even if you throw Mitchich out, like they still, it would be a squeeze to get everybody minutes, the, and then you add him uh, to it. It's just you're you're adding a guy. If if they get a top five guy, you're adding a guy that needs to play thirty plus minutes a game. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and that's where I'm just in my head thinking they're gonna they would have to play very small. Which who cares, right? Like, who mm-hmm. really cares? Mm-hmm. I still think this team is very far away from competing mm-hmm. like for a playoff spot. I think they're very far away. I think that people have this idea that they just add a couple pieces and boom, they're a playoff team. I think, I and people are like, oh, what about what about their pick next year? Like, I, I think they're going to get their pick next year. I don't. I think that I think they're going to be in the lottery again. Uh, um, Kelly doesn't think so. I don't share. No, I, I'm not certain of it. I mean, they were, I know that they have a horrible net rating, but they have a horrible net rating by playing a lot of rookies. Like they were playing Pokushevsky, who could barely stay on the court 20 minutes at the beginning of the season. They were playing guys like, um, they were playing Isaiah Robbie. Isaiah Robbie does not play on a winning team. Moses Brown does not play on a winning team. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. And I, 
again, it's hard for me to to project the record of next year based on what we saw this season, especially because Shea is such an uncertainty. I mean, last year we said, well, they they cannot possibly be too good to tank because it, it yeah. needs to be Shea. Uh, Shea needs to be one of the top 20 guys in the league. Well, guess what? He's very close to that. And they were yeah. too good to tank. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not that... Um, like they could be in the same in the eight to ten range, uh, depending on the moves that they make. They have so many assets that they can do whatever they want. So my point is not that uh, yes, they, right now the if Mobley is better than anyone, um, they, if they believe that the Mobley is the guy, they sure have a lot of minutes without making any moves. That is, yeah. but if. Say that you are in the same position as Presti and you really think that, that Suggs is the guy, like really the guy. Mm-hmm. I would just say, well, if he's the guy, then Dort, Maladon, like let's just bring them in the market and see what we can get. And let's free up minutes for Jalen Suggs. I have no, like if you, sure. if you think that, that Suggs is better than Mobley, you have to take Suggs and then you, you figure out. I really think that there's no, like, I, besides Shea that can play with whoever, uh, there you can carve out minutes for guys like, well, for Kate, to me, is like no issue. I mean, you. Kate, yeah, Kate, Kate is, is yeah. If you, like, basically, if you get the number one pick, you have to take Of him. course. And you have Linus with Mitchett, 6'5, Shea, 6'6, six, six. Kate, 6'8, six, Poku, six, uh, seven feet tall, uh, Baisley, 6'8. Mm-hmm. Play that way. Play that lineup. Like just, mm-hmm. just play him with as a as the the um, the, the, the small forward. Who cares? Like yeah. Shea can operate with the ball or without the ball. Mitchich can do as well. I mean, I I'm not worried, but I can see yeah. why you say you say. Well, let's just bring this versatile big who has the possibility to create whatever uh, in, on the offensive side. He can be your pick and pop guy. He can be your pick and roll guy. He can be the guy who knocks 10 trees in a game. Uh, he can be the guy who is the focal point of the offense or just uh, a spacer. He can be a lot of things. And I get the allure because what you have is now a, f- a space out unit who who has like great, gravi- great gravity uh, and shake and operate in space, which is sensational. Uh, but yeah. I would not. I, I understand the the logic of a team construction, and I agree. This is a very good way to construct a team around Shea, uh, and we advocate for that like weeks ago. Say, maybe you can. You need really to build uh, in the same way that the Rockets did, with maybe a little bit more of IQ that sustained yeah. the team, even if Shea is not on the court, and Mobley fits that perfectly. But so does Kate. Yeah. So it's a. Uh, yeah, I, to me, it's whoever gets the number one pick should not trade it, should not consider trading it, shouldn't even have conversations mm-hmm. about it. You just take Cade. I don't care who's on your team. I don't care what's going on. But not only does the team construction fit Evan Mobley, but I think the the direction the Thunder are heading in, like he very, very much fits it better than maybe anybody else with the shooting, with the ball handling, with the... Like he's just one of the funkiest players out there, and they just took one of the funkiest players out there in Alexi Pokashevsky, and they just took another one the year before, in Darius Baisley, who's kind of a funky forward. They're forming this team where it's like everybody can do everything, everybody 
shoot, pass, dribble. Everybody's athletic. Everybody can guard multiple positions. I think Mobley fits that. I think he fits that mold. And I think he fits the mold of we're going to be, we're going to fly all around the court. Everybody's going to shoot it. And we're going to give Shea Gildas Alexander the most space. We're going to give him guys that can not only just catch and shoot, but that can catch and make a make a decision, whether it's a pass or a drive or whatever it is. And we're going to be so incredibly versatile and hard to guard. Like to me, like that, he he fits not only the way the roster looks today for next season, he fits just the overall direction this this team seems to be going. As does Cade, which is being able to do everything. Yeah, Kaminga is is like a throwback Thunder player to me, mm-hmm. where he's good athlete, good defender, upside. Could possibly be the best forward. He could be the best player in this draft class if he can learn to be a good offensive player and shoot it. It's great. Um, I don't know if I trust the shooting or not. Uh, the Thunder have got a lot of shooters on their team today, and I think that they want more shooting. Evan Mobley is going to probably be a better shooter from day one than Jonathan Kaminga. You look at Jalen Suggs. I like Jalen Suggs a lot. I think it'd be great. If they think he's the be- better guy, they will take him. I, ge- I agree with you with that. But the fit isn't as seamless and honestly who who cares like who cares about like you don't have to care about the fit yeah um they were playing but i can see i don't know it, you can run so many actions because pokashevsky can be the screen setter basil can be the screen setter mobley can be the screen setter and they can all also space out for everybody mm-hmm. like there's just the options you have at that point if you believe that SGA is a focal point on a team, like if you believe he is the number one scorer on a team, and I am way more open to that possibility than I was nine months ago, mm-hmm. then to me it's it's a great way because I think Mobley can be a 20 and 10 guy that two blocks, making 37% from three, can, you know, two or three assists a game. Like I think he can be that kind of guy. And you pair him, it is similar. Edmund NBA says says that um, Jaron Jackson Jr. would be a great fit for OKC. It's it's kind of similar to that. Like Mobley's a little bit similar to that. He's more versatile than Jaron Jackson is. Uh, there's just there's an upside there with Mobley that just intrigues me. It would they'd be putting together one of the weirdest teams ever. And it would be one of the most glorious things to watch. Uh, and then you have like like the world team basically on the thunder. And it's just, to me, it's just highly intriguing. Do you want That's, war team? Me, Let's just, huh? do you want the team uh, of, of everyone that, that is not uh, American? Then I have the, the solution for you. Um, it mm. would be, it would be the, my dream, uh, the deep, the, like the best dream, uh, the best team possible in my mind. It's uh, just, Somehow get Cade and then just trade for Domas, and just. I I don't I don't think the uh, the Thunder would be opposed to that either. It's <laughs> McKellar. It's awesome. I think Sam would. Uh, no, but, would but love to make that happen. Yeah, but but back to the back to the um, the feet thing. Um, I really see Shea as an extremely versatile player, and so I have no concern. I, I really have no concerns about whom. 
Who is uh, his, his running mate? Is it Mobley? Well, we'll find a way to make it work. Is it Suggs? I mean, last year it worked to perfection to have a guy, a floor general like Chris Paul. Uh, like Jalen Sachs is a great defender for the position. And I like, I like him a lot. I just also wonder this, though. SGA was in his second year and he'd never been given the keys to anything. I know. I know. But, but now, and now it's like, hey, Shay, we're going to give you all the money. We're going to ask you to take all the years. We're gonna say this is your team. Oh, and by the way, we're giving the ball to Jalen Sucks. No, like, I just don't. no, it's it's you, you know, don't have to I phrase it that of... way. You can say, well, this is your team, but what if you are not always the initiator? We run as a play for which, after two three passes, you always have advantage. That you can cook as much as you want. Like mm-hmm. it's it's almost like um, I mean Shea is such an efficient scorer. That I'm not really mm-hmm. worried about the fact that he is not the the play creator. I, I also think that he has something to learn about being the the focal point of the offense because a lot of time is ISO and one pick and roll and then I'll get my, I'll get mine. So I really think that he can be uh, paired with a very good point guard and still work. And so I have I, again I trust Shea's versatility so much that mm-hmm. to me is who's the best who I think will be the best in on his team. And that is how you, you should. And again, it may be Mobley. I, I see the allure. I also see something in Pokushevsky and, and Baisley or Justin Pokushevsky. Uh, you, you have the possibility in the future that that is your small ball five. And you can play Pokushevsky maybe in the future as your small ball five or with Baisley. Yeah. Um, imagine that you, if sure. you have a lineup again with K to the three and then all the size of Paisley Pokushevsky at four or five. Yes, sure. Uh, low post will be dramatic, dramatically terrible to guard anyone. Uh, it, right. it, it will be a nightmare to go against Aiden and or uh, against AD and or Jokic, which is tough. Mm-hmm. But guess what? If Poku is a real shooter and Paisley can space the floor and if you have Caden Shea, just be my guest and, and, and let's try to make them guarding you. So it's, uh, again, to me, I would I would just try to be as free as possible in terms of draft pick. And, and this, again, this is an opportunity, a unique opportunity to, to just get the best talent because you have everything to, to put around him. Um, so it's, uh, and again, the, the point is I'm not totally against drafting a center. But it's such, you have so many options on that role that I would, I would really, again, and, and maybe Mobley is To me, he's not just, to me, Evan Mobley's not just a center. I know. He's not, he's not James White. He's not James Wiseman. No, 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 I understand. Great dive to the basket, catch, he could be a great rebounder, maybe he could stretch, I don't know, maybe, and no, it's like, definitively, Mobley stretches. Definitively, Mobley brings the ball up the court mm-hmm. for... Yeah. USC yeah. like he's doing things that guys don't do yeah and we have a larger sample than we do uh, to me he's not just a a big and I and I feel that way too I feel that way too about taking a big in the top five it you better be you better be sure exactly that this guy is going has the chance to be a top five big guy in the entire NBA and if he's not you best not take him yeah you better not, because you can go find somebody to fill that spot. 
But if he, if they think Evan Mobley can be one of the best centers in the NBA, go take him because look at some of the best guys in the league today. Like you look at Joel Embiid. He's not, he's not that type of guy. But if you think that he can be one of the best bigs in the league, you go take him because Jokic is probably going to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. Embiid would have won the MVP if he didn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. There's, to me, big, versatile guys are one of the ways that you can be a really good team. And if you add, I mean, Philly is one of the best teams in the league. They don't even have great perimeter creators. That's why. Right? That, that's why they like are. If they had the, SGA, yeah. Like that that and you pair that with Embiid, holy crap! Like you go in the title. Yeah. You go do it. You go win it all. Yeah. That's that's. There's just to me, it it makes a lot of sense if you're putting together a puzzle. Now we're not putting together a puzzle yet. The Thunder puzzle will not be really assembled until maybe two or three years from now. Yeah. So if you're trying to assemble it, like you have too many missing pieces, it's it's all a big mess. There's nothing there yet to assemble. If you're gonna assemble you'll assemble it later. We don't really even know yet what we what we have with any of these guys. I don't even know what they have with Mitchich. There are guys from Europe that come over here, they're like, okay, I don't like I don't like this. I don't I don't like the way the NBA works and they go back. Yeah, exactly. Right? Milos Milos like you look at the Blazers with like yeah, exactly. Tedos was gone. Uh, Rudy Fernandez yeah. played for a while here, but he was not the guy he was billed to be yeah. for the Blazers. And he got he wouldn't play it, I think, for the Nuggets, and then he was just done. Yeah, Juan Carlos um, Navarro, another guy who was there for yeah. a season, I think, in Memphis, and then no, this is not my this is not my game. Uh, and Micic may may be a guy like that. I know I trust a little bit more the uh, the toughness. Um, he has some physical advantage over those two guys because he's, he has size. He's a strong dude, so um, he may be in the same ballpark as Bogdanovic. But um, yeah, even Chacho, as Tomaso Ferro says, uh, Rodriguez. He's another guy that didn't mm-hmm. really pan out. Um, so it, it may be that you just try out Mitchich and he doesn't pan out as a guy in the NBA. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is also why you don't you don't limit yourself in terms of picks. Because if Mitchich works, mm-hmm. well, I'll find a way. <laughs> like if Mitchich is great mm-hmm. and Sucks is great and Shea is great, well, Teo, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, the minutes are gone. Teo, Dort, the, like, minutes are yeah, gone, guys. Sorry, guys. That, and that's and that's why like also be. In this stage of thunder building, you just have to be like almost like <laughs> this is like a really funny statement, but like as a fan, guard your heart a little bit against like your fandom with all of these guys because there's no guarantee that any of these guys are going to be around. There are a lot of G League slash 10th, 12th players on this team today. There's a lot of them. Yeah. And you may think that they're like really good and really fun and like the future is bright, blah, blah, blah. There's there's maybe four guys that will be on this team when this team wants to compete. Mm-hmm. Maybe even less than that. Yeah. We don't know. And, and there's also another thing that could happen, could very well happen. Uh, like in, during draft night, if you are number four and you really like Jalen Sucks, maybe Dort is the guy who makes you move from four to five, from, from four to three, Absolutely. together with another pick. So you don't have any problem. Maybe it's Dort and Malin. 
like it can be something like that so you never know and and um and so again who would you say would be off the table if the thunder are sitting at five and they need to get to three to get Mobley or Suggs or whoever it is that they want to get or Kaminga if that's who it is I don't know who it is who who's on the table who's off the table just Shays off the table okay to me like it, it, what what okay what if this what if what if Minnesota's on the clock mm-hmm. and it's their own pick and they say we don't like the fit of Cade here you first say, but we do like the yeah. Go ahead. But we do like the fit of Shagulis Alexander here. You first say, well, Gerson, just just try to take a shower and call me back in a minute because it's not what you should do. Um, but if that is the the, the deal, uh, I would say, well, you give me that pick, Anthony Edwards, and probably the rights to swap in the future. I don't trade Shea just for the number one pick. This is my statement today, Uh, and because it's, you just don't do it. He's a guy. And if they say, and if they say yes, you feel comfortable. No, but it's something that is at least worth my time. So, okay, but would it be Shea and four? No. No, 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 absolutely not. Okay. And just wanted to clarify. No, no, no. To me, to me, Shea is worth uh, more than a. Like the likeliest outcome for Shea right now is to have to be an All Star next season, or at least a couple of times in his career. This is already something sure. that it's over the value of a pick number four. So three and two, it's dicey. Um, and if you run the numbers, uh, how how many of those guys lands? multiple old stars it's not many it's not the likeliest outcome of those picks with the number one pick most likely you get a guy like that uh one in three are the most likely places to to get um a superstar or at least a multiple all-star Shea is that good today uh so i'm having an hard time to to say yes but for number one pick you have to consider it you always have to consider it um, but to me, like if you say, well, you're number four and you really love Jalen Sucks, or maybe you really love him more, even Mobley, and the, the, like maybe Minnesota gets number two and say, well, we really need Jalen Sucks. We don't like even Mobley. And you are at four and say, mm-hmm. yes, this is my guy. Uh, and number three says, well, you give me uh, whoever sits at three, maybe Houston, say, well, we don't like Mobley either because we have our guy, Christian Wood, you know him. Um, then just give me Pokushevsky and two first round picks, one first round pick. Mm-hmm. If Mobley is the guy, I know that Poku is really promising. You traitor. You trade him. No, you trade him. You? It's not you traitor. You're a traitor. You're a whore. That's, I cannot believe you do this to Poku. No. No, I, I don't disagree. Okay. Uh, okay, so let's say this. Let's say the Thunder draw the ninth pick and the 17th pick, and that's what they got. Why? Why do we have to be sad? I don't want to be sad today. Minnesota calls on draft night and says, hey, we'll do Shea for the number one pick, straight up. 
do you do it? You don't have the chance. You get you have nine and seventeen. There's no other way. Every other team in the top five says no. We're staying pat. We like we like whoever falls to us. But you do have Minnesota calling and saying, "Hey, we'll we'll do Shea for Cade." Do you do it? I don't know. I know. That's a tough one, right? Tough because one. it's easier when you can say like, okay, they have the fifth pick and then you could get, you have the chance to get Cade and Mobley or Cade and Kaminga or Cade and Jalen Suggs. Great, cool. Maybe that sets us back a year and then maybe we can go get somebody else in the 22 draft. Like that, might, that it makes some sense there because I, Shea is more ready to go lead a team than any of the any of the guys that are coming into this next draft class are. So to me it, there there is some logic there behind that. Um but man, there's there's some tough choices. I don't you know, know that for sure that Shea is on the on the table for any of this. I really don't know. Uh but I'm just I'm just there has to be some some thoughts about these kind of deals because that's if you're going to trade the number one pick, you need to get something awesome. And Shea is awesome. It If they traded him, it could end up being hardened trade part two. Yeah. Where Shea goes to Minnesota and unlocks everything that they have there. Now they've got new ownership. Maybe that's all better. Maybe the management gets better. They become a competent team. They go get the right role players and boom, like suddenly Minnesota is like the sixth seed. You know, and the Thunder are are you know sit back and like, oh crap, we just we did this again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, we did it again, and maybe Cade's not as good as like people think he is. Then you're just like beating your head against the wall. Um, so it, there's there's it's there's more risk, uh, but there's possibly more reward too. I mean, Cade could end up being a generational player. Like that's look, that's possible. Look, if if that is the trade, then it, it means that Golden State will have an unprotected pick for Minnesota for Minnesota next season. Uh, yeah. I don't trust Cade to bring that team to be like a super high level team in a year. Yeah. I don't trust anybody to do that. Maybe LeBron James. So <laughs> right, I know. If I if I if I if I have the team and the deal on the table, I immediately call the Warriors and say, Well, would you give me? For, for a guy like Shea. And it's next year pick plus a gazillion picks. Mm-hmm. And, and then I go back to Minnesota. This is the value. Like, it's it's not that the... Yeah, Kate is a very high-level prospect. One of the best prospects. Mm-hmm. But it's not... I, I, I haven't heard anyone saying he's the best prospect since LeBron James. A lot of mm-hmm. them say this is the best prospect since Luca. Mm-hmm. Which is not the same. It's not mm-hmm. really the same. Yeah, Luca didn't even go. Luca went five, yeah, right? Exactly. So. Uh, I don't know. Uh, this is something that I, 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 we need somehow to ask Sam. Say that you know, know. who Luca is and he's there. What do you do? You, you do you it. You trade him. You, you take him or Cade. I don't think anyone would say Cade today. So I don't know. Um, no, it's it's and that's because we have the certainty of what Luca yeah, is. Yeah, but we like there were guys that were so 
high on Luca. But anyway, um, yeah. me and you. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, the I, I I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, it's number one pick yeah. to me is is a is a very high, well, the, the highest reward that you can get for a player. But mm-hmm. there is a scenario in which he that in which Shea is better, and yeah, and I want to test out that scenario. I really want to test it out. And again, uh, if Shea is that guy and Kate is also that guy, in two years, if nothing works for you, you trade him and you get a massive howl, which sets you back, give you the chance to, I don't know, try Imani Bates or, well, if not Imani Bates, the next, uh, the next guy with a war chest of picks that is unmatched. <laughs> In NBA history, so to me, either it's a, a like a super duper offer that you, you, you get to try Anthony Edwards, you get to try Cade, and you give another asset on top because you really want Shea. Then, then, then probably you say, mm-hmm. you know what? Yes, that's that's enough, yeah. or at least I will consider it. But just the number one pick, it's so hard for me. Yeah. I just think I don't think the Thunder are going to be risk averse when it comes to trying to build a title team. I still I still think that this the goal of everything they're doing is to try to have a long sustained run at an NBA title, uh, and they will do whatever it takes to make that happen. Yeah. So I'm very I'm just intrigued. I think that this the upcoming lottery is going to be highly intriguing. I think that the the draft will be just as intriguing that night because I think the Thunder have so many levers to pull. And that's why people are like, "Oh, why we have that's enough picks now, guys. Like we have enough picks." Like, no. That just provides them with just more capital, more ways to change the odds and shift the odds in their favor and to entice other teams to make decisions that give the Thunder a good player. So, there's just there's a lot there's there's a lot there, and um, I'm intrigued to see, and I'm intrigued to see the type of team that they're going to form for next season. Because when you bring in the kind of the caliber of players that they they're bringing in, plus what they have and what they've developed, you can see there's a there's a a way to see them trying to get to the play in. Certainly, the playoffs is like another question to me. Um, I think it's going to be really tough. You need to have faith. I don't see. I have faith. I also just see like the certainly the top seven. I just don't see any of those guys dropping out. Um, perhaps they could be as good, better than Memphis next year. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know, but I think Memphis will get better. I think Memphis will be better. Hopefully, Jaron Jackson will be healthy. If, Jer- if Jaron Jackson's healthy, that's a really good yeah. team. Like that's that's a really good team. Uh, the Thunder team is is to me still pretty far away from being a good team. Okay, we'll wrap up there. Thanks so much for listening. If you are following on the stream, we really appreciate it. Uh, lots of people on the stream today. Maybe one of our best numbers for a Monday ever. So we appreciate you guys following along there. If you have not done that yet, go subscribe to our YouTube page and you can get uh, alerts for when we go live and hop on and you can, uh, we'll let you guys know um, You know when we'll do that. We have Josh Smalley here. From Ethiopia checking in. Worldwide, DTD Worldwide can confirm that we did have a listener in Antarctica. Just unbelievable. So, so happy. 
Uh, A1 Angel 1000 from Denton, Texas, signing off. Thanks so much. <laughs> Alex, Alex Spears on the stream. He said, Andrew, 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 acknowledge me. What's up? Uh, thanks so much for joining. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Monday. And we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday.